Hello, friends. You're listening to Head Table Talk, a podcast all about the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. I'm Allie. And I'm Meredith. Now, join us at the Head Table. Episode 3, Head Table Talk, here we go. What up? Hello. Hi, how are ya? I am fantastic. Fantastic. What are you drinking today, Mare? I don't know what I'm drinking. What am I drinking? I am drinking tea. Passion fruit? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's passion <laughs> fruit or if passion is just the name. I'm drinking it out of Allie's really cute mug that has a hippo with Nicolas Cage's face and it says Hippolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that fine china you'll find at my house. Um, yeah, it's a cooler fall day out, so we've got the windows open and got some hot tea on on the stove, but no alcohol because, again, we are podcasting during the day. Yep. One of these days, we'll have to do a happy hour podcast. Happy hour for the head table. Yeah. What's new in your life? Football is back. It is. Which makes me very happy. I love a good football Sunday. Did you make wings? I did. We made wings for the Broncos game on Monday night, and they turned out really good. How do you make them? um, I coated them in baking powder and salt, and then I baked them on low for like 30 minutes, like 350 degrees. And then I turned the temperature up to like 425 for another like 45 minutes, and that got it nice and crispy we have an air fryer and we've been wanting to do it um joe just made drumsticks broiled them and when i came home he had made 12 of them and he said he ate nine in one (laughs) sitting so i didn't even get to try any they were gone i'm too scared to make wings in the air fryer because our air fryer doesn't cook very evenly and it's small and we wanted to make a lot of wings do you have an instapot no, I want one. We registered for one for the wedding. I have one and I don't know how to use it and it <laughs> kind of scares me. There's a lot of steam and I am terrified. I feel like I am accident prone, so I just burn easily. Yeah. Um, but I need to learn how to use it because I feel like it's super handy. I love our air fryer, though. We make French fries all the time. Make sweet potato fries in ours. Yeah. Um, I have some viral wedding news for you, if you're ready for it. Let's hear it. Yeah, so this is a little bit different than the nice heartwarming story that we heard (laughs) last week. Um, But I saw on the internet that an off-brand version of Mickey and Minnie Mouse dressed up as a bride and groom and showed up to a wedding during the bride and groom's first dance because apparently the bride loves Disney, which is a nice thought, but just ended up looking super creepy creepy yes okay so do you know you lived in new york you know those people who dress up as like elmo and cookie monster in, in times square and, and they're very like creepy they ask and... you for money yeah yes okay so that's what these two look like no those are so cringy Here, hold on i have a picture i'm gonna show you and i'll put it on our instagram oh no but it is terrifying oh that's te- that looks like it's something out of a children's nightmare i know minnie isn't even wearing a dress she's wearing like a karate robe out i think it kind of looks like a nice pantsuit maybe but something that hillary clinton would 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Um, the quote I got from Yahoo News about it says, the entire room was forced to watch the bride and groom dance oh. alongside a deformed Mickey and Minnie. And halfway through, they switched. So the bride was dancing with Mickey and no. the groom was dancing with Minnie. I've never such seen such a strange combination of stifled laughter and horrified stares oh my goodness but yes check it out on our instagram at head table talk to see this photo because it is truly ridiculous um we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to invite a guest to the head table Head Table Talk is sponsored by MC Brow and Lash Studio, a Des Moines-based studio. MC Brow and Lash provides services like keratin lash lift and tint, brow design, lash extensions, and more. And if you're like me and you're low maintenance and want to roll out of bed and look like a normal human, I highly recommend Morgan is incredible. We've both gone to Morgan for her services and we're both obsessed. I've done the lash extensions as well as the keratin lash lift, and I've basically sold my soul to eyelash extensions. So yes. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. So if you are interested in getting your brows or lashes done, just mention Head Table Talk when booking to receive $10 off your first appointment. And you can find MC Brow and Lash Studio on Instagram at MC Brow Lash Studio. Today's guest is an insanely talented videographer based out of central Iowa. Her work perfectly captures and preserves the memories that you will want to show your kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. On top of running a full-time business, she is a wife, pup mama to her adorable corgi Rosie, and she recently announced that she is expecting a little girl in February. I am so curious to see how she does it all with a booming business, growing babe, and a lack of alcohol. She is beautiful, preaches community over competition, and her films will give you all of the goosebumps. Please welcome to the head table, Leah Rosendahl from Leah Rose Productions. Hello, thank you for having me. Hello, Leah. I'm so happy you're here. We've known each other for just over a year now, and it's been a wonderful friendship. I've loved every minute of it, so I'm so happy that you're one of our first guests here. I know. Me too. I haven't seen you since I took your front porch pics right before you found out you are having a baby. I know. It's been a wild year, and your introduction almost made me cry, because <laughs> partially because I'm hormonal, also Enneagram 4 over here, and so... I just feel so welcomed and loved. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. Welcome to the head table. So give us a little background about what you do. You do videography. Tell us about, um, yeah, kind of what your business looks like and how you got started in weddings. So my business, obviously, I film. I'm a videographer, and I primarily do weddings. That is kind of what takes up um, space on my schedule. But I've also done corporate films. Um, I actually just did a virtual runway for a bridal designer um, out of Chicago. And so that was a really cool and fun way to use video during COVID. They couldn't have their showroom open, they couldn't have an actual runway. So people are kind of realizing the importance of video. And it was fun because obviously bridal gowns are part of the wedding industry. And right. that's actually how I got started in the wedding industry. So I went to Iowa State University, majored in event management. And my internship there, I worked at Pure Bridal, which is a wedding dress store. 
And what I did there is I was a consultant. I chose dresses for brides. I spoke with them about their day. I also helped with fashion shows at different bridal shows. And ultimately I got to assist on some photo shoots. And that is what really got me excited about the wedding industry. I loved being behind the scenes. I loved seeing what all went into that photo shoot, um, all of the different aspects, the videographer, photographer, cake, um, bridal gown, decorator, all of those things. It was cool to see it all come together because I mean, I attended weddings in the past, <laughs> but I never got to see everything come together. And so that was really exciting. And I met um, some great vendors during that time. That was my sophomore year in college. And then from there, I actually did work as an event coordinator doing weddings and corporate events, um, but ultimately fell into videography. Um, my first wedding is kind of a wild story. A bride um, reached out on an Iowa wedding page and said her videographer canceled on her two days before her <gasps> wedding. Yeah. Nightmare. So it was a Thursday. I remember uh. this perfectly. It was a Thursday and I saw her post that and I was a bride myself. I was getting married that year. And so as an Enneagram four, I'm just feeling all the feels over here and almost <laughs> crying for her. And so um, I dabbled in videography, mostly traveling videos, vlogs, but I decided to shoot my shot and I sent her some information and ended up filming my first wedding two days later. That so. is crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like every bride's worst nightmare. Like one of your vendors canceling a couple days before. But good for you for stepping in. How'd it go? It went super well and it was one of the craziest things. I just remember um, being so nervous but so excited and... At the end of the day, my face hurt from smiling, hmm. which sounds super cheesy, but I just like was so happy and so happy to be able to serve her on her day because I knew how horrible that must have been. And I was just happy to be there for her and to get to capture that. So I don't like to watch my first videos that I ever <laughs> produced because it makes me like... I don't know. As photographers, you, yes. you guys understand this. Like, you have to start somewhere. But, um, yeah, I was thankful she took a chance on me. It was a little intimidating. So, at the time, I was 21. I'm 24 right now. And so, a lot of people all, you know, show up on the day or on set and they'll be like, how old are you? Mm -hmm. Or I get a lot of, like... If I'm flying the drone, a lot of men will be like, are you sure you know how to operate that? Like, you're a, a girl. And, are you joking? And so there's Ugh. a lot of big equipment that comes with videography. And so I just kind of have to hold my own in that. But it is, right. I, I do definitely kind of have to, like, stand up for myself in a way. Yeah, I feel like we all do in different respects. You know, we all are, you know, younger women. Right. And so when we command a room, it's kind of intimidating for some people to see that. And you almost feel like you have to like defend yourself being like, no, trust me. Like I know what I'm doing. I am an expert in my field. Please don't judge me. Like, right. right. And yeah. it's not even to other vendors. It's to wedding parties, drunk groomsmen, you drunk know, groomsmen are the worst Groom groomsmen. It's like nine times out of 10. They're the people that literally come up to me and are like, I bet I could fly that better than you. And yeah. I'm like, um, you're I play video games. I, I know how right. to do the controllers. You're inebriated. You probably should not be touching yeah. my equipment. But um, yeah, I just try to laugh it off. But it is kind of just ironic. Um, and I, you know, just try to like smile and say, you know, this is what I do for a job. Yeah. Right. And I mean, the 
proof is in the pudding. They say when you deliver your films, they're going to look and be like, oh, shit, she really didn't know what she was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We kind of talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but, you know, as women, when we become controlling and, bo- and bossy, sometimes that can come off as, you know, you're being a little bit bitchy, whereas when a male does it, you know, he's taking command and he's being, you know, the boss. So mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we always, just, we internally struggle with that right. during weddings. I know I do yeah, sometimes. But. I do sometimes too. And we talked um, with Betty about it a little bit and how her fiance was all like, you know, strength. You go do your business. You do that and be a boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my French. But, um, and I just love a supportive guy like yeah. that that allows you to have that space and doesn't feel intimidated right. by I, Power. so my husband, he's an engineer. And so a lot of people, they meet him and they'll be like, oh, so like, how's your videography business going? And he's like, you know, that's actually my wife. She asks me if she has a question on her gear. But other than that, I just let her do her thing, which I am super thankful for him. He has saved hard drives for me and <laughs> has helped me get organized. And I get a new piece of gear. I give him the instruction manual. He reads it and shows me how to use it. Um, but it is there is something about having a partner that um, wants you to succeed mm-hmm. and is excited to see you succeed. I had an ex-boyfriend in high school. This is funny. I wanted to be a... Um, like a person on the news. I wanted to be a weather woman, I like a weather that. reporter. And he was like, you can't do that because you'd make more money than me. And after that, I've always been like, I'm going I'm to make do what more I'm, money. I'm going to do what I'm going like, to do. Light your fire yes. under your butt being like, no one can talk to me like yep. that. And ultimately, one of the reasons we broke up was because I cut my hair and he didn't think I was beautiful anymore. And so I said, boy, bye. Like, it was over. And ever since then... The red flags. Yeah. So ever <laughs> since then, I'm like, there's no reason for a woman not to be successful in what she does. Like, I think that as females, there are different things that we, you know, are skilled in and we can excel at. And men have their own things, too. And so... I think, you know, there's room for all of there's us. There's room yes. for everybody and everyone has their own twist on things and their own, you know, eye with things, especially with the creative field. So it's been cool to just kind of, um, yeah, see, I love meeting other videographers and seeing what they do. Everyone has their own perspective and it's really, really cool. Right. Exactly. I love watching your business because you are so good at what you do. You are seriously like one of the most talented videographers I've ever met. And in the wedding industry, you meet a lot of them. So every time that you post a new sneak peek or trailer, I'm always just like, I know, I'm like my hand at every video. Yeah. And my husband, he was like, whatever videographer, like when we were first looking, go for it. I'm not really into watching other people's videos, but I could watch every video of every couple. Yes. Thank you. I tear yeah. up every time. I, I would say one of, okay, I know I've mentioned I'm in Enneagram 4 multiple times <laughs> on here, but one of my, I guess, biggest items or things that I like to portray in a film or a video is the emotion of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say like that's something I try to pull out or magnetize in videos. And so one of the biggest compliments is when people say something along the lines of, I don't even know this couple, but I'm bawling. Yes. Yes. Um, I need a Kleenex over here. And it's weird to say I love to make people cry, but I do love (laughs) to make people cry. And I feel the same way when in my photos, I always say I want you to remember not just how you looked, but how you felt. Mm -hmm. And 
it's hard to show that through a photo and through a video sometimes like you could just show the pretty day but to be able to get the raw emotion out of that and like the in-between moments is a true talent yes i agree even like I do some seniors and my favorite compliment is like when parents say, you know, like you truly captured their personality Mm -hmm. and like, that's like one of the highest compliments that you can get in this industry. So, so you, how many weddings would you say that you tend to do every year? So each year it's been a little bit different. Um, my first year I, so I have been doing videography for three years now. Um, the first year I believe I did six weddings and then I did about 25 the next year. That's um, some growth right yeah. there. Yeah. Some large yeah. growth. I ended up um, leaving my full-time job as an event coordinator. I had to make that decision. Um, do I stay corporate with my corporate job? Do I make the leap? Um, my husband was fully on board with taking the leap, even though we were newly married. Love it. Both, he was finishing up college, but I took the leap and didn't look back. Um, last year, I took on every wedding I could. I believe I did 37 weddings. Holy yeah, and so I um, I just kind of took the bull by the horns, yeah. and um, and it was such a good experience just to do that many weddings in one year. Um, this year, especially with being pregnant, I'm doing 32 weddings. So um, it's still a lot. Even yeah. Especially during COVID, too. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so originally, they were more spread out right? because, you know, with COVID. Yes. Um, so I did the math a while back. Don't math check me, but uh, I believe my 100th wedding will be in October of this year. So I'm going to celebrate in some yes. way. Can't have wine. Maybe I'll <laughs> eat some ice cream. I don't know. Um, but it is interesting now. I'm looking ahead to the next years and figuring out how do I be a mom, be a wife, also own a business. You know, that work-life balance is almost a myth. Yes. Um, and trying to figure out how to you know, wade through all of that. Especially when you own your own business and there's no set hours, you know, you don't have to be done at five. You can answer those emails at 8 p.m. or whenever. Yeah. It's kind of hard to separate things sometimes. And I'm sure that's, is it making you anxious or? A little bit. I've had moments where I'm like, how in the world am I going to do this? I am capping off how many weddings I take on next year. Just with having a newborn, um, figuring out that schedule. Um, it's nice that she'll be born kind of... In February. Right. So we... Kind of planned it. Kind of planned that in a way. We were hoping for a winter baby. Um, just because, yeah, one of my biggest anxieties or I guess I've had nightmares about it with thinking ahead to having a family and being in the wedding industry, having to cancel on a couple and having something like that happen... And then COVID hit and I realized there is really nothing certain, you know, about anything, right? Like nothing. That sounds really horrible and really down, but, um, I, I was just kind of like, I need to just like do what's best for me and my family and found out we were pregnant. And so everyone has been so understanding all of my brides, make sure I have water and extra snacks and they're incredible. And it worked out that I haven't had to cancel on anybody, which has been incredible. And people would step up, I feel like, if for some reason you had to find a replacement or find someone to cover for you. There's just a good community of people around us that would be willing, I feel Mm -hmm. like, to help out. And I feel like in these times, too, people are just so 
um, understanding just with everything going on. You know, a lot of couples are just happy that they still get to have their day. Right. And I've been completely blown away with how sweet everybody is. And, you know, they could be incredibly mad on a day that they had to reschedule, but everyone has just been so excited to get married. Yeah. I so agree. what do you feel is going to be your biggest challenge in this new journey with you? Oh, I think it's, I am, it's hard for me to be, I guess, in two places at once. So like on wedding days, I tried to have tunnel vision and, you know, I'm there for the couple, try not to think about anything else, but I feel like I'll have mommy guilt. I haven't even had this baby and I've already like had like feelings of mommy guilt being gone, you know, on Saturdays or missing certain birthday parties or things like that. And so um, that, as well as lack of sleep, I'm sure I've heard that's going to be hard, as well as I hope to breastfeed and figure that whole thing out, and right. I'm sure I've heard, you know, that is, you have to dedicate a lot of time, and on a wedding day, you have to schedule that in, so I'm kind of curious to see how that all goes, too. I think for the mommy guilt thing, when I think about future family and all of that, I always think where the Saturday that I'm not there because I run my own business I'll be able to be there a lot more than some other people would be able to you know so it would be hard and I I'm the same way where it would be hard to be away from the baby but I feel like it'll feel good for you almost Mm -hmm. too and probably be really healthy right um my second shooter just had um her second baby and she kind of struggled with it at first, but now her husband has these like kind of traditions with Aww. their kids when mom's gone for oh, a wedding. That's nice. So it can almost be like a bonding time yeah. too between dad and kids. So. Yeah, I know um, Lucas, he will have Saturdays off. He works typical nine to five job. And so I know he'll probably teach our daughter how to change her oil. And <laughs> he's like super like adamant about making sure she knows like the all of the parts in the engine in her car and all these things. Is so, he excited about having a girl? He is. He has two brothers and a sister. And so at first he was pretty shocked. Um, we ended up doing a like sneak peek test, it's called. So we found out at 10 weeks. Like a blood test? Yeah, yeah. it was a blood test. And so we found out super early. And we we thought it was going to be a boy because his family is very, very male-dominated. And my side is very girl-dominated. I didn't really look into the science too much. Um, (laughs) I was craving salad and lettuce. I'm like, I don't know what this means. This never happens. So um, ended up being a girl. And so he's like, he's had to kind of wrap his mind around that. I know girls. I have one sister and I'm super close with my mom. And so I'm like, I can do this. There's a dance studio, like really close to our house. I I love bows and frilly things. And for him, he was like, well, you know, I guess she can learn how to work on cars too. And he, I think for him, he is already feeling protective. And we also talked about, he's like, do we need to start saving up for her wedding? Like, oh my God. Because we know how expensive, expensive weddings yes. can be. And so, you know, with a girl, that is something you have to kind of think about. So yeah, it's, so it's been exciting. Though. I think, I think he'll do really well as a girl dad. I love that. We actually found an old piggy bank, Joe's grandmother had you know when somebody likes one thing so they're gifted the same thing over and over so they had so many pig everything (laughs) in their household and we have this old 
like antique piggy bank and we put change in it every once in a while for like future children. So Aww. I don't think that's a bad thing to start thinking about the future like that because it does. I mean, as yeah. wedding photographer and videographer, you know it's expensive. That right. in college, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, we don't know where the wedding industry, like what trends will be here. You know, there is the trend of more intimate, you know, elopement style. So I guess we'll just be ready for whatever our daughter wants to do someday. But you've got time. Oh, we've got a lot of time. (laughs) Yes. So what would you say as a videographer is like your favorite part of a wedding day to capture? I would say, so this is always a hard question for me to answer because there are obviously so many things that I love. Um, But when I think about a wedding day, like the footage that I love capturing, I love golden hour with just the bride and groom, um, just because they're able to kind of let loose and just be excited. They might have had, they might have had a glass of champagne, maybe two glasses, (laughs) you know, they're able to just like be them. Um, I mean, I love the other aspects of the day, the first look, um, exchange of vows, Anything with the parents, those are so special. And, like, I always cry, like, always. Um, but it's so fun to see the couple, their their relationship. You can really see what they're like when it's just the two of them during that time. And that's some of my favorite footage to capture just because um, the guard is kind of down. They're just having fun. And they're just honestly excited um, to be married. There's no one watching besides photographer and videographer and they can just be themselves and i feel like at that point in the day like a lot of the pressure is off of them at that point like they've been through the ceremony like depending on what time of year like usually like toasts and stuff are done so after that it's just all party you know they're just so relaxed haven't had much time together just the two of them yeah during the day so i always push like if we can do sunset photos let's do them because you're not going to get away from right. people and you're not going to really get a chance to be together. I mean, yeah. you'll be together, but you'll be surrounded by a ton of people. I always try to let um, our couples walk back from Golden Hour oh, without yeah. us, mm-hmm. just to, like have some time. That's Plus, nice. it's a great way to get a picture of them with their venue in the background, yeah, which true. is really nice as well. Pro tip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you have any wedding day rituals, like anything to pump you up for a wedding day? Any specific way you like to come down from a wedding? I sure do. So this is my fourth wedding season. And so um, I try to charge my gear. Obviously, I'm going to charge my gear. That sounds stupid. <laughs> but like I tell people on Friday. I like Friday, to play it risky. <laughs> on Fridays, I like to go with the one battery. On Fridays, I recharge my batteries. And people are like, oh, so you like take a nap and relax. And I'm like, well, that too. But like I also charge my batteries and make yeah. sure all my SD cards are ready to go. There's so many different items that I need to make sure are like ready to roll. I have my gimbal, I have all of my audio equipment, my drone, um, all of my cameras. I have at least two cameras ready to go. And so it's a lot of formatting SD cards and making sure batteries are ready to go and all of those kind of um, housekeeping things. But as far as like getting myself ready for a wedding day, I stop at Casey's and I get some snacks Yes. and even before getting pregnant I always did this too because no one wants a hangry wedding vendor no and if I'm hangry all I'm thinking about is how hungry I am and I am not in my creative flow so I make sure to get snacks I make sure to get water because you can never have enough water on a wedding day that is true I try to make sure I have everything I need so that I'm not 
thinking about myself and I can serve my couple. And so, but you also have to make sure that you're taken care of. I've really noticed that while being pregnant because before I just be like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm just going to work through it and like, I'll be okay. Or, oh, I'm very thirsty. I'm dehydrated. You know, I'll drink water tomorrow. But now I'm like, I have to make sure I'm okay so that I can, you know, Take be there for them. baby and be there for your couple. Exactly. Yeah. I always make sure. So I said water. I like to have something with some electrolyte, electrolytes like Gatorade if it's super hot and then always caffeine. And I know there's going to be some pregnancy police out there <laughs> that are going to come at me for this. You're but allowed a bit. I'm allowed to have, I believe it's like 200 milligrams a day or something like that. So I make sure to keep it minimal. Um, I don't know how I would go without it. So I I, no judgment here. Especially if there's a long drive, I have to wake my mind up a bit. Pregnancy brain is a real thing. And so I do not get my monster, um, my sugar-free monster anymore. It's more like, <laughs> you know, a small cup of coffee or a Diet Coke, but it yep. still does its job. And without that, I don't know how I would make it. On the way to the wedding, I like to listen to pump-up music. Um, Do you have any go-to jams, like a playlist or anything? I love the Mamma Mia soundtrack. (laughs) And I always sing, like I belt that out. It just gets me so excited. And I love, love, love musicals. Me Um, too. The Wicked soundtrack as well. Yes. Yes. Um, On the way home to stay awake, it's usually a late night. I listen to My Favorite Murder. Yes. Plug to another podcast. (laughs) The best. Um, And a lot of people either think that's awesome or weird. But it's... (laughs) Like We're keeps, all on the awesome. It keeps yeah. me alert. Here, and so, so if I'm driving, I want to make sure I'm alert and I make it home safe. See, I'm the opposite because I do a lot of driving up to Minnesota for okay. weddings. And I do podcasts in the morning because it like I feel like it engages my brain. And right. then on the way home, I like roll down the windows and like have to belt out music to stay awake. Yeah, I normally have to sing to stay awake. Last night, I drove back from a session in Manning and I listened to radio rental podcasts. Look, did I tell you about that? Did you tell me about okay, that? Okay, I know they talk about it on My Favorite Murder, but I binged all of that on my way home from it's a scary. wedding. But I had to turn it off because I got scared. It's scary. Yeah. Like it's weird, creepy. Okay. And, but it's really good. It's so good. It's- I'll have to listen. Well, and it's hard to, like, if you're driving on a gravel road with oh corn surrounding you and your car would break down. Like, I always, whenever I hit a city, I get gas if I'm listening to My Favorite Murder because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, and, but I'm still going to listen, right, obviously. Exactly. Because Has I that ever to... happened to either of you? Have, like, you had any car problems on your way to or from Knock on wood. No. Nope. Yeah. I did a wedding once where we were driving like to a park to do bridal party photos and one of the groomsmen's cars had a flat tire on the way <laughs> so we just did couple photos but that's always my biggest fear like that my car's gonna break down on the way to a wedding i yeah. never so i always leave really, an extra hour early <laughs> i never really even think about that which is probably a bad thing <laughs> my car so i had a wedding in okaboji right before covid shut everything down and it turns out my wheel was falling off <gasps> of the Axis, Axel. Axel, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lucas. Pregnancy and, brain, um, you can blame it on that. I drove from Okaboji through the night, like it was about four and a half hours, and I got home and everything was shut down, so I didn't drive my car for you know a couple weeks. But right. it was kind of okay timing because I had time to mm-hmm. get my car fixed because my wheel almost fell off my car. Oh so my I mean, I've been close calls. Yeah, I'm glad I made I, it. I, once I was driving back home from a wedding and I was so tired so I pulled over at a gas station to take a quick like 
nap because I knew I was going to get into an accident if I didn't stop. It was like October, so it was kind of cold. And I fell asleep with just my battery on. And I woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning with a dead battery. And like no one's at a gas station at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I had to like call my insurance because I have like triple A to like some poor guy had to drive an hour to jump start my car at like 4 o'clock in the morning. But oh. I was glad that it happened on my way back from a wedding. Yeah. Not too. Like, right. oh my goodness. I can't imagine. So what do your relationships with clients look like? How... Many times do you meet with them before a wedding? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, so I would say a lot of times people find me through like Instagram or Facebook or they have a connection with me. Um, like we have a mutual friend or they were in a wedding word party, of word of mouth. And so it kind of depends, but a lot of times we'll, you know, kind of talk about their wedding day. They don't really know the schedule quite yet, but they know the date. So we'll book the date. As it gets closer, we either meet in person or I send them a questionnaire. Um, and we just kind of go over the details of their day. Um, I have some other like specific items that a photographer doesn't ask. And so I make sure to ask if they want their speeches recorded with audio, if they have letters that they're reading out loud, um, any like specific surprises that might be happening during the day. Some couples are very adamant that they want their voices heard on the video. Others do not want to hear themselves. And so I try to just, you know, clear the air with that ahead of time so they can be thinking about it um, because you never want to get there on that day and go to mic someone up and then be like, <laughs> I really don't want to have a mic on me. And um, yeah, you just want to be on the same page with everything. And it is fun to see just kind of. Um, as they start making wedding decisions, you know, in the beginning, they might not be sure on certain things. As they get closer, they have all of their vendors picked out. It's exciting to see who they chose. Um, and then honestly, by the end of the wedding day, I'm sad it's over and I feel like I know them well. And, um, I try to stay in touch with them. I've done newborn photos for a couple of couples and done promo video work for them at their businesses. So it's fun to be able to, you know, stay connected because you get, you get to spend such a special day with them right. and then it's wild when it's just over. Yeah. That, that always blows my mind. Like you're there for like their most special moments and then like, you're just like, okay, bye. But right. yeah, being able to like stay in contact and yeah, it is so much fun when you can work with them again after their wedding day. Cause you already have that bond and see there. them like get to the next stages yeah. in their life. Yeah. It's really special. I love that. So tell us your best wedding story. So my best wedding story I, I mean, there's so many incredible surprises at weddings or um, like recently the bride and groom were gifted a ride in a horse-drawn carriage, oh my gosh. which that was really cool. But this one that I picked out is like the sweetest surprise ever. So last fall I had a bride and groom. They are professional musicians. They live out in New York City, I believe. The bride is a flautist. I believe that's Ooh, how you say it. Yeah, she plays yeah. the flute. Um, she went to Juilliard. She's incredibly gifted. Her husband plays the French horn. Um, that's incredible. Incredible musicians. She's from Iowa. And the congregation surprised the bride and groom by serenading them during the ceremony. Oh, my goodness. So the whole ceremony was had incredible music. Um, there was a whole, like symphony and choir singing and oh then my goodness and then they had a soloist singing um how how can I keep from singing and the um she had 
a best man or a man of honor, I guess you would say. And he was singing it. And then the whole wedding party chimed in. And then the whole congregation started singing it and stood up. And like the bride and groom were so surprised and like it meant so much to them. I just got chills. I know. And they cried like, oh, I have chills thinking about it. Like it was just the most beautiful moment because it was something that meant so much to the bride and groom and all of those people were in on it. Were in on it. So it's like a flash mob, but singing. Have you (laughs) seen, um, what is that Christmas movie? It's a British Christmas movie. There's a church scene where all of a sudden people with trumpets oh. get up and play it. Why can't I? Th- the okay. Who's ever listening is going, yeah. I got to look this up. I keep talking. That's so sweet. I though. know. And it was, yeah, it, like I had goosebumps. Luckily, I knew ahead of time so I could be ready. Um, and they actually, they walked out to Star Wars music. Which oh my God. That, that they had playing live, which was just incredible. The day, I think part of what made it's so incredible was it was so them and it was they weren't trying to be anything they weren't and it was just like so authentically them and the people that love them knew how much it mean to them and obviously some time was put into it and it was incredible the movie is love actually by the way have you seen that where they get up and they play all the instruments also i (laughs) joke but i've been trying to convince joe to let me walk down the aisle to the jurassic park theme song (gasps) Because it's the most majestic sounding My brother was at a wedding where they left their ceremony with that. And then they did their grand entrance at the reception wearing those inflatable dinosaurs. You can just, you can say, you know, marriage is just a walk in the park. Jurassic Park. There you go. There you go. I do like that. That And then if people understand what song it is, you know that they're your people. That's true. That's true. It probably won't happen. But if we can incorporate it somewhere... It's just I too love funny. Yeah. You, you have to now. <laughs> yeah. It's on the pod. You have to. So to go the complete opposite way, do you have any horror wedding stories? I do. And unfortunately, it's my own. Oh, no. Um, so a whole list of unfortunate things happened on my wedding day. But like, honestly, my wedding day, I would not change a thing. I loved it. It was beautiful. And I have so many good memories. And so when I say all these things that happened, it's just goes to show even if things don't go so well, you can still have a great wedding day. So I actually have a whole tally list of things that happened. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the first thing that happened, so I got married December 30 of 2017. It's like negative 12 outside. Ooh. But beautiful, fresh snow, which is what I wanted. And my makeup artist was a no-show. <gasps> she did not show up on my wedding day, did not give us like no call, any clue, no, no show. call. I was scared she got stuck like stuck in a snowbank. And so I had my mom reach out to her, gave her a call, didn't pick up, left a voicemail, didn't call back. My mom texted her. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I'm mm-hmm. in a different state. I'm in Illinois. And she forgot my wedding day. Oh, How does that happen? And I know she did not forget my wedding day because she was posting can't wait for this bride's day like a couple days before because she did a trial run right. for my bachelor party what so i heck? cried for a minute and then i was like you know what we're gonna get through this so my mom called salons in my hometown and someone fit me in and they were incredible i loved my makeup um i liked it even more than what i ha- was originally thinking and it worked out just fine and, um, but it was so funny. I remember texting Lucas and being like, hey, my wedding artist like is a no-show and I wanted him to be shocked and appalled and I'm so sorry. And he's like, but you do your makeup every day. Can't you just- Oh my gosh. And like, this is, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have my makeup with me. Um, so it ended up working out. 
But then also, um, I actually ended up having a bridesmaid go to the ER that day. And then... What? Yeah, I know. Before or after the ceremony? Um, before the ceremony. So oh, no. before pictures. And then um, the night before at rehearsal, I had a bridesmaid almost pass out. She didn't feel good because it was so it was so hot under those lights. So oh remember that. Good remember to that tidbit because it'll come back. But um, <laughs> so that was scary. Um, and then we were at a photo location and my photographer um, was parking on an icy hill and actually rear-ended the videographer's car. Oh my god! And goodness. like the car, they were okay. They could still drive, but like... It was a bummer, for sure. Yeah. Super cold outside. Um, oh. This is crazy. I know. So, okay. And then there were things that I later found out. So, um, some of the groomsmen forgot their button-up shirts an hour away, which Lucas did not tell me day of. Thank Good. goodness. Yes. He, he just figured it out and um, let them borrow one of his. There um, you go. Turned out the catering coordinator was sick with the stomach flu, mm. but she had a stand-in, and that was fine. I didn't know about this either. That's good, too. My photographer later told me her second shooter got sick with the stomach flu, and so she got someone else, but it turned out fine. Like, the photos were incredible. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal to me, and I was so glad they didn't tell me until later because, you know, that was like a yes. minor hiccup. Yeah. But then, so after our ceremony, um, the car that... Lucas's brothers took, which is his his car that he drives every day. The tire popped, and they had to leave it on the side of the road, and it had all of his luggage for our honeymoon. Oh my gosh! So we are in a getaway car that is not meant for snow, and there's a <laughs> snowstorm, and so we had to drive in this car. It's a Camaro. Um, its name is Annabelle. I don't remember. It's a '92. <laughs> Lucas is going to be so upset. I'm not remembering this, but we drove that through the snowstorm back to Ames. And it took oh us, gosh. like, probably two and a half or three hours. But, like, th- one of the worst snowstorms ever. And so there were just so many things that happened during the – oh, I forgot to say, during the ceremony, one of my bridesmaids had to go sit down because she almost passed out. So, like, it my was just, like – My mouth is just yes. open right now. Like, and I am then, So it gets even crazier. So, okay, we got through the wedding. It was great. It was beautiful, even though crazy things happened. Um, we went on our honeymoon. It was awesome. Flight back home, I start feeling kind of sick. I'm like, maybe I just had so much fun on the honeymoon and <laughs> it's catching up with me. Um, turned out it was my appendix. And so <gasps> the week after we got back from our honeymoon, I got my appendix out. Oh my gosh. Good thing that didn't happen when you were yeah. there though. Oh, I know. So it was just like a culmination of things. And I just laugh about it now because like I said, like I had a great wedding day and it was lovely and beautiful. And it's like, a lot of people would never know that that stuff happened. They just right. see the wedding photos I post, and they're like, oh, she had a, a, wonderful, a stress-free yes. wedding. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my I'm goodness. not sure a stress-free wedding is a thing. Right. That yeah. is a little over the top. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. What a way to start your marriage. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it was it was almost a running joke because at the time I was a wedding coordinator. And so everyone was like, oh, this is going to be the most organized <laughs> wedding. And like everything's going to go like perfectly to plan. And there is no like perfect no, wedding ever. Absolutely not. So what are some of like your favorite wedding trends that you're seeing around? Or is there anything that like you see that like you absolutely hate? Yeah. Even in the past as well. So right now... It's kind of been because of COVID that this has been more popular, but I love intimate weddings. Um, Even if it's, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are there, but 
just the fact of people deciding that love wins over everything, um, you know, still getting married. And even if it's not the big white wedding they were dreaming of, um, still making it a special day. And honestly, it makes those vows like even more emotional and memorable because it is in sickness and in health and for better or worse. I've just loved seeing how couples have, you know, come together and realized that even if it's not what they were originally thinking, it can still be beautiful. Um, and some other things that kind of, I guess, go with that, people have really been personalizing their vows. Yeah. Um, and I love getting to hear that because it makes it so much more personal. And you can like really see that the couple is meaning what they're saying. Um, Josh is too scared to write his own vows. We didn't do our own vows either. And now I'm like, I'm listening to all these beautiful vows. And I'm like, Lucas, maybe we should do a vow renewal. And he's like, <laughs> no, we're not going to fix what's not broken or whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, so, I, I told Josh if he's not going to say his own vows, he has to write me a very nice letter that morning. We, so. Maybe an interpretive dance instead. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we said we weren't going to do our own vows because we would cry yeah. through the whole thing. I, I couldn't get through it. It would be really hard. And I know like some people will do um, read personalized vows before the ceremony to oh, each yeah. other mm-hmm. and then do, you know, kind of the more scripted ones during which that can kind of be a way around that. But, um, yeah, I just love hearing, I guess, the hearts behind people on their wedding days. And, I yeah. had a bride recently say, I vow to always make eye contact with you as I walk across the room to pass gas <laughs> during her vows at the wedding. And it was the best thing that is so special it was so perfect that is so funny like in the middle of like i'll love you no matter what and then throws in that she's just gonna fart across the room but always make eye contact i wouldn't be able to say that without laughing i don't think (laughs) everybody laughed it was that is so funny oh my goodness i know anything that you're seeing that you don't like Anything that feels forced, um, yeah. like anything that you're just doing because of the quote unquote tradition, um, whether that's like the garter toss or the dollar Those dance. always make me cringe. They're just kind of like, I know you feel like you have to do them, but you really don't have to do them. Um, and I mean, I don't really think you're going to be framing a photo of your garter toss in your home right. or, you know, I don't always usually use that footage either just because if there's, you know, there's always that little kid that gets curious and starts crawling over and you're like, no, like, don't watch this. But yeah. also, I don't know. It's, it's just weird, especially like with grandma, like sitting in the background. It's just like. Like, it's funny. It is funny, but it's it's one of those things. If it makes you extremely uncomfortable and you're just not looking forward to it. You don't, don't have to do it. Don't feel bad about not having it. If you want to do it, go ahead. But right. if you're not comfortable, that's the thing about weddings in general. I think a lot of people just follow what the tradition is. To do or... Just do what you right. want to do. Yeah. And I think it's freeing when you realize you don't, like, there's not a guideline you have to follow. It's not like a group project that you have to follow the rubric and, like, make sure you have all of these things. Um, kind of going off of some of the things that I love um, I did this at my own wedding. I did a surprise dance with my mom, actually. So, like, because on wedding days, I mean, your mom gets to help you in your dress and, you know, gets ready with you. But I wanted a way to, like, thank her for all that she did in the wedding planning process. My dad walked me down the aisle, but, you know, my mom was, like, really there helping me plan everything. And so I surprised her with, like, a first dance 
and she was laughing the entire time because she felt awkward. But I know I know it meant That's a lot so to her, right? Um, and she really appreciated that. So. Even though it wasn't traditional, I'm still really glad I did it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what this COVID thing is doing to everybody is making it so marriage focused and focused on you as a couple and what you truly want. Because with COVID, it's forcing you to make those big decisions. And with a smaller wedding, you can truly make it so personal. And I, I think it's like a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. So tell us where we can find you. So I am on the gram. I am on Instagram at Leah Rose Productions. And I'm also on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is Leah Rose Productions. And then my website is www.leahroseproductions.com. Thank you so much for being here. To yes. kind of close out, we have like some questions from listeners. It's oh. kind, of, kind of a round table. We can all answer it as we go along. So let's see. What kind of advice do you have for couples as far as being comfortable with posing for their wedding day? Hmm. I feel like, I know this sounds bad, but a glass of champagne never hurts. Right. <laughs> Just loosen up. Yeah. And I know, like, some people have a forced smile. So anything that, like, you know about your fiancé or husband um, that can make them laugh or, you know, if they have a tickle spot that just, you know, makes them have a genuine smile, just knowing those little things I think is super helpful. Right, and I always say don't be afraid to look dumb. Like, just play. If I give you something that sounds so silly, because I generally don't like to pose people, I like to more direct them into, like, prompt Mm -hmm. them to do something. Um, and just be open to it and not be afraid to look stupid because most of the time that's when you're going to get the big belly laughs and what you truly want and capture that real emotion. One of my favorite pictures that we've ever taken was, um, at a wedding last year and we had the groom pick up the bride and then all of a sudden he just went in and motorboated (laughs) But it got like the best laugh. Like we didn't tell him to do that. So like, just like kind of do what you want to do. I know, like, my fiancé and I, like, Josh, like, loves to, like, kiss me on the nose. And so, like, just do stuff that, like, you normally do together. Kind of like Leah said, like, if there's a tickle spot, you know. Or, like, I love, like, doing, like, embarrassing stories, all of that kind of stuff. So, okay, last question. Do you really need the photographer or videographer there before you actually look cute? Like, towards the end of hair and makeup? That's a great question. I personally think there are some moments you know that happen before you get quote-unquote cute whether it's looking through baby albums and looking at photos or um, once you start getting that hair and makeup on you feel like you're on for the day so some people prefer to not be on camera but I think there are some really special intimate moments before you get all dolled up for photos I always say towards the end of getting hair and makeup done I'd love to get those, like, finishing touches yes. of, like, your hair person putting bobby pins Especially in. if we have a timeline of six or eight hours where you... Because if you don't have a 10-hour day, you're not going to get, like, full dance party or full getting ready. So I always say, which are you going to hang on your wall more and kind of go towards mm-hmm. that? And a lot of it we can recreate. So even if they're fully done with hair and makeup, we can just put a curling iron you know right it might not be the exact moment right before but if that is important to you then we can make it happen I usually like getting like the lipstick because right. you know mm-hmm. a lot of times if you're getting your eyelashes put on or mascara it's good. kind of uncomfortable and right. you feel kind of awkward and so 
Um, yeah, like you said, those last finishing touches are really kind of those money shots. Or like putting the veil in. Putting yeah. your earrings A last on. spritz of hairspray. Just those last finishing touches are really what's necessary. Plus, like if you get there right towards the end of hair and makeup, that's also a good time. Like if you have like matching flannels or matching robes to get those types of photos. Because I know a lot of girls spend a lot of time, a lot of brides spend a lot of time and effort into like getting those types of things as right. well. So it's a good time to do that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. We have one more little thing. Um, every week at the end of our podcast, we like to do a toast to something little in our life that has done something that made us happy. So, Allie, I'm going to have you go first. I'm going to toast to dry shampoo this week <laughs> because I think I'm on like day six of not washing my hair because I'm trying to make my color last until our wedding and I don't want to wash it out and have gray hair. So I'm toasting that and to baseball caps because they are making me look like a normal human Love these it. days. I'm going to give a toast to my puppy Marvin. He has been so cuddly lately, you guys. He fell asleep on my chest last night and like I literally was just like watching him breathe. <laughs> it sounds so weird. But I was just like petting like the little hairs on his mouth. He was just He's been so cuddly lately, and I love it. He's your son. Yeah, he's my little boy. He's so cute. And we keep getting him new Halloween Aww. costumes. We got him a little referee shirt yesterday. Oh, <laughs> so cute. We'll have so to put cute. it up on yes. Instagram. Yes, he's a he's a referee. Oh, a ref- oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I hate that and love it at the same time. <laughs> Is he going to have a little whistle? Oh, we should get him a whistle. I took a video, or Josh took a video of him yesterday where it like put his arms up so it looked like he was doing the touchdown. <laughs> I texted my family group chat a picture. I was like, what happens if your referee keeps stealing the ball? Because, like, he was chasing after. So cute. So fun. So who who are you toasting to? I am going to toast to the cooler fall weather because I am very happy with wearing, you know, cozy leggings, cozy sweatshirts. Um, Summer's great and all, but this cooler fall weather is incredible. Absolutely. All All right. Let's cheers. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We will be back next week. Please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast on basically anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, If you you haven't already entered in our giveaway on Instagram for a head table talk tote, please do that now. You can win a custom tote created by yours truly. So we will be back next week. See ya. (laughs) 